Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The BMW i4 M50. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Experience the power of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper as BMW M-engineered handling takes you through every twist and turn. The complete suite of intuitive technology keeps you connected. The pure performance keeps your heart racing. The BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. I have raced all over the world over the past several decades. Very fortunate to have been on every possible continent when it comes to racing. I've done Ironman triathlons on every possible continent that they have, official Ironman triathlons. I've done marathons, ultramarathons, adventure races, so many different events. I definitely focused or have focused on marathons, few ultras, and Ironman triathlons. And in the weeks leading up to the triathlons, I have a certain specific stress dream. I have several, but one in particular stands out. And like any other dream, it starts out weird. Uh, I'm in a race, but things are off. You know, I might be swimming in a river for the swim start, and things are just absolutely bizarre as they generally are in our dreams. But what happens is, as I get through that bizarre swim and I get to transition, where you change into your bike gear and you get on your bike for the bike leg of a triathlon, what happens in this particular unique stress dream is it's not a bike that I'm looking for, but a horse. (laughs) And everyone else is getting on their horses and I can't find mine. So I'm running around like crazy trying to find my horse and I'm stressed because I have trained for a really long time for this event. In the dream, I'm probably in some foreign country and I can't find my horse. And I wake up super stressed and then I wake up super happy when I realize that it wasn't really the race. And so today's show comes from a fantastic question I received just a couple days ago, actually, about preparing for your first race. 
And it was such a great topic, such a timely topic that I said, I'm going to move some things around and doing this right away. Timely because we're in that time of year when people are training for half marathons, marathons, triathlons, adventure races, Spartan, you name it, Tough Mudders, and so many others. And so that's what this show is about, particularly the weeks leading up to the race. Let me read you part of his question, which is just, again, fantastic topic. And I quote, I'm sure there are a lot of people who will be running their first race ever this fall. Could you do a show about the last two weeks of preparation, race day, mental preparation, weather tips, et cetera? Thank you. And that's from Josh. Thank you, Josh. And Josh reached out through Twitter. Tom H. Fit is my Twitter account. And again, I was just like, this resonated right away. I have a whole list of shows and topics and shows banked and interviews and stuff, but I like to be passionate and be timely. Ideally both. <laughs> and I pretty much have for every show because I do it this way. All right. So this is for all of you who may be training for your first race or maybe thinking about doing your first race or maybe you've done a couple and you want to know two things that I focus on as a coach. I spent many years training infinite number of people almost to do their first races. And it's so gratifying. And the books, many of the books I have written are for that reason. The marathon books, the triathlon books to help people achieve their goals. And I have seen it all and heard it all and experienced it all. Experienced it all. If there is a mistake to uh, be made, I have done it. If there is a bizarre circumstance to have happened, it has happened to me. I did one podcast on that, Lessons Learned from Racing Around the World. But that is one of the many reasons that I compete myself and continue to compete today. Did a half marathon last weekend. I'm doing an ultra this upcoming weekend, all in preparation, and then a marathon, and then an Ironman. And all those, the three prior races are training days for that Ironman. So at 52, I'm still doing it. Walking the walk, talking the talk. Little experience here, and I can help you. And it's so gratifying. It's so fun. And the show is also for those of you who have never done anything like this but are thinking about it. And I encourage you to sign up for something and challenge yourself. Those are at the top of my list, the favorite, uh, one of my favorite emails, direct messages to get. Tom, I listened to your show on why you should do your first triathlon. I never thought I would do one, and I did it. And again, it could be any race, any event, any challenge, because that's how we change. That's how we get strong. That's how we gain self-efficacy. We are going to take a quick break when I come back and get right into it. And this is really fun. Preparing for your first race about two weeks out, the mental, the physical, and all those things that go along with it. All right, quick break. We'll be right back.
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And we are back talking about preparing for your first race and specifically that time frame when you are just a couple weeks out. The person, Josh, who asked me this question through Twitter. And by the way, oftentimes I will take all those questions, put them in one show. Those are the listener mailbag shows. And other times I'll pull them out like this and make a whole show out of it. But I respond and, and answer them all because they're all great questions. So talking about the weeks leading up to the race. And the term for this is the taper period, the taper period. So generally for endurance events, but for just about any type of event, what does the taper mean? It means you want to peak for your event, right? You've trained hard or you trained however you train. And so in the weeks leading up, the final couple weeks, you pull back a little bit. Why? Because you want to be rested. And this goes for, again, you know, extreme events, long durations, you know, a day, <laughs> Ironman takes a day generally, and shorter events as well. You're putting in time, you're sore, you're tired. And so that's the taper period. And, and a coach is going to progress you gradually, build you up. And you have things like the base period, the build, the peak, and then the taper. Those are generally the four agreed upon, periodized plan elements. And the taper is decreasing volume, decreasing intensity to get you ready for the race. And that's the weeks leading up. But it can be really stressful. It can be really stressful. And I think that probably was the impetus for his question because you put in all this time and effort and then the race is looming large. And if you are doing a race where you are tapering, it is challenging. And this comes from, again, someone who has done it and coached so many people to do it as well. And let me say this. <laughs> you will feel out of shape. You will feel heavy. You will feel tired. You will be cranky. And that is, those are all signs you are doing it right. That you are resting. 
that you trained hard and now you're pulling back a little bit, hopefully, so that you're getting ready for that race, your first half marathon. That's long for, you know, the vast majority of people. That's an endurance race. So you want to be rested. You want to go into it. So hopefully this person is pulling back. And let me just give you a little of the science from the coaching perspective. If you are training for an event like a half marathon, something like that, generally you're on a three to four week cycle. So week one is you know, more mileage. Week two is more mileage. Week three is more mileage. And then you pull back for that fourth. When you get to the taper, you do the opposite, right? You may be, uh, I'm just going to throw out round numbers. You may be trained 10 hours a week. Now these are, you know, not for most people, but just for round numbers, 10 hours in that third week out, maybe six hours in that second week out. And then maybe you do just a couple hours the week prior, right? So you're decreasing your training volume slowly to get ready for the race. Same thing with a half marathon, but you're going to feel horrible. <laughs> and that's the, the the call, the phone call, the text I would get from clients in this period, a couple weeks leading up to a race. They go, Tom, I feel horrible. I'm cranky. My spouse is, is angry with me. And I go, uh, you're doing it right. You're doing it right because you want to move more. You want to f- get those feel-good hormones and you're not. So know that you're doing it right if you feel like that. It's just an unfortunate truth, truism <laughs> when it comes to training. And what you have to know and realize is that if you did the work, the, the quote is the hay is in the barn. The hay is in the barn. Like the James Taylor lyrics, right? Or so many others. In other words, the work is done. You've done the work. And that's why you should taper, okay? You cannot cram for a race. You cannot cram for an event. Nothing you do in those last couple of weeks will get you fitter by and large, right? Nothing is going to really get you ready for that race. And in truth of fact, most of those type of workouts will fatigue you and prove to be detrimental come race day. And the line I have used in so many books that I've written is it's better to be 10% undertrained than 1% overtrained. Once you've overtrained, especially for those longer races, the ones that are challenging for you, again, Spartan race, things like that, tough mutters, it's an endurance event. You're going for a while, you're challenging yourself, and you don't want to go in tired. So better to be 10% undertrained than 1% overtrained. So take that to heart. A lot of times, and I had a friend who just posted before they did an Ironman recently, they got hurt, which is so common. Yeah, it's some type of injury in these weeks, the final weeks leading up to a race. And they lamented the fact that they had to pull back from their training and their race was basically ruined and all that kind of stuff. Here's my experience, again, personally, as well as professionally as a coach, oftentimes those subtle yet, you know, subtle physically, but huge mentally for you, uh, issues leading up to a race, they're a really good thing because they force people to pull back, to taper, to rest. And so come race day, you're better off having had that. Really tough to take in psychologically when you're going through it. You put in all this work, you've got an issue, you blow it up more mentally, but it's oftentimes a positive, as crazy as that sounds. Okay. And just know that you've trained hard. Those issues are going to happen. You're going to feel soreness and, you know, aches and pains. That's part of the training. 
but you got to put that out of your mind. You got to put that out of your mind, okay? Many people ruin their race essentially in those last couple of weeks because they try to do too much more, they try to cram stuff in, and they focus on those aches and pains. Let me give you a quick story. I've given this one before and I have so many like this. But one that always stands out when I'm discussing this concept is the Chicago Marathon. Many years ago, trying to do my first sub three marathon. And one thing I was doing at the time was running almost exclusively with clients. As a coach, I was running with a lot of people. I would literally put in like 30, 40 miles in the morning. I'd run six miles at 6 a.m. with someone. Then I'd run four or five miles with another client, eight miles, just crazy, putting in miles with all these different clients. I'd run from 6 a.m. till 10, 11 in the morning, oftentimes. And it wasn't at the pace I was naturally accustomed to doing. It wasn't right for my biomechanics, so I had lower back pain. And bad, 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 bad. Like, it hurt. Like, I'm talk about how injury-free, uh, that one, that pain, you know, started to get worse and worse as I was running with these clients. I had pulled back, jumped on a bike with many of them at the very end. But when I got to the start line of the Chicago Marathon, major back pain, okay? I had to sit until the national anthem. I was like, how am I going to not only finish, but the chances of running a sub three out the window? Well, guess what? I stood up, gun went off, and I ran my sub three. So my point, and I've learned this over so many races, And this is one of the most incredible lessons you learn that applies to life as well. No matter how you feel in that moment, it doesn't dictate what's going to happen next. And one of the most incredible lessons you learn from endurance racing or any racing, any event, any challenge of this nature is just that, is that you don't throw it away mentally, and you don't focus on it. You just stay in the moment, and you let it unfold. And I've had so many more experiences just like that. It's one of the craziest phenomenons that you say, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, in the middle of a race, and there's a lot to go, and I feel horrible. There's no way I can feel better because there's more race, right? That's not how it works. I'm going to be more tired, whatever is bothering me, the aches and pains or whatever, stomach issues, whatever it is, has to be magnified, right? It has to get worse. But you find out it doesn't. I'm getting way ahead of myself. (laughs) But that is one thing that ties into those weeks leading up. Everything will hurt. I still will walk upstairs. You know, I have two flights of stairs to my studio, my office, and... I did it today. You know, I'm way out from, not way out, but weeks out from different events, including the the ultra this weekend, but it's tired. I feel my legs are tired. And I walk up just two flights of stairs. I go, oh my gosh. Now, years ago, before a race, I think, oh my gosh, there's no way I can do this. You can, you will be fatigued. Don't focus on it. Don't dwell on it. Just let it happen. If there's one takeaway from this whole show, uh, that applies, again, to everything. It's that, okay? Um, we take one more break. Then when we come back, I, I got to talk about goal setting. And it is crucial to not only your performance, but your enjoyment. And that's what's paramount 
in my opinion, to racing in and of itself. Quick break. We'll be right back. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Okay, talking about the couple weeks leading up to an event, what you should be thinking about, how you should be preparing, uh, be preparing mentally and physically. And since you're not going to be doing as much exercise, the mental side takes over, should take over. Focus on that. All right. And so let's talk about goal setting. You know, such a common topic, but I would argue so often not discussed correctly and appropriately and, and, you know, oversimplified, but far too many people for their first event have a hard time goal or a hard goal, a a definitive, you know, I'm going to do this half marathon in under two hours because my friend did it in that and I'm fitter than that person or whatever it is. You pick that relatively arbitrary number. Now, so many things can go wrong. And who knows what course that person did it on, what their fitness level was, what the conditions were, right? You may have super hot temperatures. You may have super cold temperatures. You may have wind and rain. It may be hillier. So many different things. And so you end up not enjoying the race the way you should because you pick this number, this time goal, whatever the goal is, depending on your race, and you put it out there. And because of social media and things like that, people are going to find out. And that not only ruins the experience, ruins the experience during as you're not hitting your time goals. And I've been there. I've made that mistake. I've made it. And what you learn is the first and not only the first goal and most important is what I was trying to say. The most important goal for your first event is that you finish, that you don't DNF. It can happen. Did not finish is what DNF stands for. That's the results you get. 
in the results. That's the acronym. And I have yet to DNF. And it can happen. You know, you can have a mechanical if you have a bike race, things like that, that you just can't get to the finish line. But I have had everything thrown at me. And you finish. And so that is the primary goal that you should all have for your first event. Now, that's not to say that you can't have those time goals, but those are your second, third, and fourth goals. When I coach people for these events, that's what we have. First goal, and we write it down, is to finish. And then I always have in parentheses and have fun and want to do it again. Those two things have to go with finish. What's the point? So finish, finish, finish. That is success. Then you do it again. (laughs) If you want to, which most people do for two reasons. They either had such a great time they want to do it again, or they didn't hit the time that they thought they wanted and hopefully kept to themselves. So they want to do it again. But that's the main reason we do this, is to have fun, to enjoy it, to finish. And then all the health reasons that go with it. So important. So important to focus on those other things other than these just metrics. Like it's, it's the equivalent of losing weight and focusing just on that number. My best races, my most, you know, memorable, my most rewarding were my hardest, were my slowest. Yeah, I'm proud of the other stuff. But what really shaped me, what I talk about more often (laughs) with friends and family and all that kind of, you know, those conversations aren't the races that went really well. It's the ones that didn't. And that brings up super important point. And when I used to coach the cancer charity, I would (laughs) have this speech. I would speak to them before these events, marathons, Ironmans. And I would talk about Mike Tyson's line, right? Everyone needs to have a plan, right? You got to have a plan. You got to have a plan. I'll talk about that too. You put your plan together in the weeks leading up. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But with that plan comes what? What does Mike Tyson say? Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Well, here's the thing. Most often in your events, in every event, you're going to get punched in the face. Sometimes you get punched lightly. Sometimes you get punched hard. Sometimes you get punched three, four times. I'm talking figuratively, obviously, or actually if you're in the swim portion of a, of a triathlon, you get kicked in the face. But things are going to go wrong. That is the beauty of why we do these things. It's getting through those things. So it's not a matter of if, but when things are going to go wrong. And you have two choices. You either embrace the excuse or you choose the challenge. You have your excuse why things didn't go well or you quit or you have a great story on how you persevered. So many stories. This show could be so long and I know you'd be very angry. (laughs) But let me give you one quick one. Many years ago, I went to New Zealand four times, did the Ironman there. It was my first one ever. And one of the first ones, it was either the first or second, I think it was the first one. Story was from friends who were watching on the course Guy finished the swim, got to transition one where you get on the bike, had forgotten his bike shoes. So he used run shoes, which not anyone who knows bikes and clipless pedals, you got to clip in, 
not ideal, like not easy to do. Long story short, qualified for Hawaii. Japanese competitor didn't embrace the excuse. He chose the challenge. It was a flat course. <laughs> I think they taped, that was a story. They taped his sneakers to the pedals or something crazy like that. You go, that can't be true. Crazy thing is these stories almost always are. So things are going to go wrong and you just keep moving forward. All right. I know I'm jumping all over the place. It's just how I do things. Um, all right. So let me backtrack a little bit. Preparation. You're two weeks out. You're not working out as much. You're going to focus on the mental side, right? You're going to focus on, and I've done shows on both of these things, visualization and self-talk. So you're going to visualize your race. You're going to visualize the perfect performance. And I do this not just for the swim, bike, and run for triathlons or for the run for marathons and picturing my finishing time that I'm shooting for. And again, you can have those times. Just be careful what you put out there. And I would say, if you have a coach, you keep it between you and your coach and maybe your spouse. But first goal is to finish. Second goal is like that perfect race where everything goes well, that PR that we talk about. But since it's your first race, that's going to be a PR, your personal record anyway. So that second goal is the best time based on everything going well. And it's still really hard to determine because you haven't done it yet. And then you can have a couple other ones underneath that. But again, I believe, and my experience is, you take a huge amount of the stress off yourself when you set the bar low. Tell people when they go, what's your goal? I'm going to finish. Are you doing a half marathon? What's your, you want to break two hours? You're going to do 140, 150. What's your pace? I don't know. I'm going to finish. That's smart. That takes an insane amount of pressure off you before, during, and after. All right. So you are going to focus on the visualization. You're going to visualize the perfect performance and even visualize. And I think this is almost more important. I visualize getting up in the morning. I visualize the, the start, walking around, feeling good, and all of those things, and then self-talk. These are both sports psychology tools. You're going to start thinking, I am ready. All of these positive affirmations, so important in the weeks leading up to the race, and especially the morning of as you're walking around. And then during, I'm ready. I feel great. I've trained hard. This is my day. All of those self-talk statements. Okay? So you focus on the mental because you can't do as much of the physical. If you are going to do the physical, by the way, which you're going to do some stuff, obviously, you focus on short, faster stuff if your goal is performance. Because again, the hay's in the barn. You're not going to build much endurance the last couple weeks. So that's more for you, the mental side, than the physical. And, you know, yes, if you're going for a Super fast performance, you're going to have those workouts that are fine-tuning, different terms for that that coaches will use, uh, sharpening, uh, you'll do strides and, and different speed work depending on what type of event you're doing. But again, the hay is in the barn. And you're going to control what you can. And what is really important, as I've said, is recovery. So you're going to sleep as much as you can. You're going to eat as healthy as you can. 
You're going to hydrate. These are things you can control so that you go into your event feeling as good as possible. Rest, so important. And take naps if that's something you do or can do. You get as much sleep as you can, as I said. And eat as healthy as you possibly can to fuel your body for that day. To feel as good as possible. All right? As you are preparing to, and you have that free time, you're doing your mental training, your visualization, your self-talk, then get to know as much as you can about the race as possible. Now, for some people, that will serve as a stressor, but for most, it won't. And I want you to read the website, the race packet, whatever it is, get as familiarized with that event as you can. And that's for many reasons, but you want to have that comfort that you know where the start is, you know what time you need to be there, you know what the course is, all of those things. And something that is totally different that didn't exist when I first started, you go on and you can watch YouTube videos of the course. You know, I get to races like Ironman Brazil, Ironman South Africa. I feel like I have been there already because I have studied and watched as much as I can to be as familiarized with it as possible so that when I'm out there on the course, it's comfortable. This is all the mental stuff that makes all the difference in the world. Okay, let's wrap this up slowly. Uh, you need a checklist, a checklist. You control what you can, right? So depending on your event, you're going to need different things. And in the weeks leading up, let me backtrack one step. First of all, order everything you can as early as you can. Everything you need for your race. Nutrition, gear, shoes, whatever it is, because things will get delayed. They won't have them. You want everything everything you're going to need for your race ready to go at least a week prior if possible because the top one of the top rules of doing your first event is nothing new on race day what do i mean by that clothing nutrition equipment you want to have used as much as possible in training because chafing mechanical issues different problems arise because you haven't trained with it. So you want to train, and this goes for those of you who may be training for an event and have more than a couple weeks out from it, as much in training as possible, including, you know, wearing exactly what you're going to wear on race day. And so get everything you can during those couple weeks leading up. Train with everything you can in those days leading up and weeks leading up. So that come race day, you have everything and you have tried everything out. All right. Now, let's go to the morning of. Well, let me back. Got to go the night before. The night before, you don't eat anything crazy. If you're traveling, you don't go to a restaurant and have food that you've never had before. You keep it as simple as possible. And by the way, pro tip, if you are traveling and you have gear that you need you know, you really need, you don't put that in your check-on baggage. You put that in your carry-on, sneakers, things like that, because if they lose your luggage and you really want that equipment, you may not get it. And trust me, I've seen it so many times around the world. Bags get lost. So put in your carry-on any nutrition gear that you can't afford to have lost and not on race day if you are traveling by plane or something like that. So again, the night before, you eat as plain as a uh, meal as you can. 
You only stick with foods, or you stick with foods that you've had before. And don't worry about sleep. No one sleeps the night before their first race. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. And the rule of thumb is two nights before is what you want to focus on a little bit more. And that's what really matters. But so many races start early. So few people sleep. Do not worry. And people freak out. Oh, my gosh, I didn't sleep at all last night. I've been there so many times, especially when you travel to places like New Zealand, South Korea, and, you know, body clocks never quite get right. Don't worry about it. Just like my back pain before the Chicago Marathon, I thought was an issue sleep. As crazy as it sounds, even for the longer races, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. The weeks leading up, that's why you rest and you eat healthy and you focus on the mental training and those things. Because night before, it's not going to happen. So do not worry about that. Let me backtrack a tiny bit, a little bit again. Uh, be careful who you listen to, friends, family members. Everyone's going to have advice for you. Some of it's helpful. A lot of it isn't. So be really careful. That's tough to weed through what's, what's helpful and what's not. You are an experiment of one. Just because something worked for your brother-in-law before their half marathon does not mean that is going to work for you. Put everything on <laughs> that you're going to wear and use in your event. Take everything off. Put it in a bag. You know, the number of people who leave things behind, their shoes, heart rate monitor, sunglasses, take, put everything on. <laughs> take it off, put it in a bag. And then nutrition, a lot of times, like I would keep it in the refrigerator overnight. So I would put sticky notes like on the door so that something you can't put in a bag, you can't forget because there are notes everywhere reminding you that you have to bring that with you. Because many of these races start early in the morning, you're tired, you're nervous, you're going to forget things. So you, that is one super helpful pro tip the sticky notes and things like, you know, nutrition, especially for a longer race is really important and you don't want to leave that behind. Now, here's a new phenomenon that <laughs> I've had to kind of get used to as well. Charge all your devices. You know, your, your, your sport watch, your computers, whatever you're going to use, if you are going to use something like that during an event, not only do you want to charge, but here, I'll give you how things will go wrong if you want you know, small things, but big things, depending on how much you, you need it. Uh, before Ironman Florida, one of the Ironman Floridas, which I've done that twice, and that's actually the race I'm getting ready to do the third time in November. But standing on the beach, brand new, expensive, you know, semi-expensive uh, uh, GPS watch. And, you know, the national anthem finished, gun goes off. I hit start on my watch and it says memory full. <laughs> now, I'm not going to clear my memory. I didn't know how to clear my memory at the time. So I didn't have a watch. I had nothing to use for that Iron Man. That's okay. It's okay. But just a great example of how things that you might not foresee happen, go wrong. It's all right. Uh, but have everything charged. Figure those things out as much as you can. How to start it, stop it. And if you buy a brand new smartwatch right before, that's an example of, you know, um, not trying anything new on race day, you might not know how to use it correctly if you really care. Um, and so that is something to think about. So night before, you're not going to sleep. You're going to eat whatever uh, is really normal for you. Race morning, you wake up, you start that self-talk. You smile. You put a huge smile on your face. That is one thing you will see me at every event, not only before the event, during the event. The more discomfort I'm in, the bigger the smile. So the morning of just be happy. And there's going to be that stress, that stress in the air. You've done the work. You're there. 
this is the party. And this is what I'm going to leave you with. I got more. I'm throwing it out. (laughs) This is the party. This is what you work so hard for. And you got to enjoy it. And that's why I talked about goal setting and not picking these arbitrary numbers that you might not hit because of what? You control what you can and you let the other things go. I say at the end of every show, what we can control and what we can't. During an event, what can't we control? The weather and the course. And everyone has experienced the same things. And so I only check the weather before an event to figure out what I need to wear. I don't care if it's going to rain or be like I've trained in it all and I can't control it. And I dress appropriately. So when you wake up the morning of your event, think back to all the training you've done. And if you have a training log, that's something you should look at in the days and weeks leading up to your event as well to remind you of all the training you did. And if you didn't do a lot of training, don't look at that. because That will you know, be stressful, but just readjust your goals. But it's got to be fun, people. And I have raced with so many people who just don't seem to be having fun. And I get it. But this is a huge part of not only what I have studied and continue to study over the years, but my personal philosophy. Enjoyment and performance are not mutually exclusive. In other words, you can have fun and do really well. And there's so many coaches that tell you that's not true. And they're totally wrong. Completely wrong. And I'm not going to do what I do if it's not fun. And that doesn't mean you're not in some kind of discomfort if you're really pushing your body and you have goals that are lofty. That's fine. But there's a difference between being angry and not enjoying it. And sports psychology is, this is the idea, the concept about there are certain people who don't go to succeed they go not to fail. Totally different topic, but got to enjoy it. So the morning of, have everything ready to go. You got your checklist. You got your bag. You got your sticky notes. You controlled everything you could. You don't want to forget anything. And then you just go have fun. Because you work too hard to not enjoy the party the day of. And things will go wrong, as I said. And, and you know, laugh. <laughs> And that's, I've had people over the years, especially when I coach that charity, who come up to me after one of these crazy events. They're like, Tom, I can't tell you how many things went wrong. And I thought of you every time it happened. And I got through them because your words, you know, were in my head. You just keep moving forward. Remember why you're doing it and that we're fortunate enough to do it, that we're healthy enough to take part in these type of events. All right. I'm done. I could give you five more hours and you'd be like, okay, that was more than enough anyway. (laughs) Thank you, Josh, for the great question. Hope I answered most of it. But it's more the mental than the physical. Control what you can and have fun. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out. Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter. Tom H. Fit questions, comments. Let me know and I will answer them either like this in a listener mailbag show or something like that Uh, fitnessdisrupted.com you can email me through that site as well read more about me Uh, the micro workout plan is my most recent book and for those of you who are doing things like marathons and triathlons a bunch of books for both of those sports uh sports nutrition book swim bike run eat i've got the 12-week triathlete i've got the marathon method 
other books to help you achieve your goals. And for those of you who are, are listening and don't have an event, I strongly encourage you to find something that you just are going to surprise yourself. A, that you signed up for it, and B, how much fun you had not only doing it, but the journey. There are three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. And that is awesome. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now.